0: Your girl is a homebody, so one of the best parts of the day for me is when I can come home, put on my comfy pajamas, get snuggled up on the couch, and enjoy something to drink while catching up on a TV show. The thing is, though, that I don't want to drink wine all the time because, though I love it, I'm no longer a huge wine drinker like I was back in the day. I have morning headaches and even inflammation to thank for that. So to help fill that gap, I've been enjoying recess mood as a guilt-free way to unwind. Recess mood really is a vibe y'all there are only 20 calories per serving no added sugar and it's infused with stuff i like including mood lifting magnesium and stress balancing adaptogens which really helps me to relax after a high energy day recess mood has four delicious flavors to choose from my personal fave is strawberry rose if one of your goals in 2024 is to drink less alcohol this is the way give recess mood a try today and see how relaxed it helps you feel you deserve a healthier way to unwind Head to takarecess.com forward slash self care and get 15% off recess mood, your go to alcohol replacement. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts, offering safe, effective, FDA approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. If you've been a part of the Brown Girls self-care community for a while, you know that I enjoy getting my sweat on by walking because staying fit and active is essential in prioritizing our health. And as Black women, we know that our health is wealth. From the makers of Gatorade, Propel is the only zero-calorie, zero-sugar fitness water, among national enhanced water brands with enough electrolytes to replace what is lost in sweat. With everything that is going on and as crazy as life gets, Propel is here to help keep you doing you. All Propel products are designed for people with busy, active lifestyles who want a water that is formulated for fitness and supports hydration with added benefits such as electrolytes, vitamins, and antioxidants. Check out Propel Immune Support the newest fitness water that helps support a healthy immune system with 100% of the recommended daily value of vitamin C per bottle and an excellent source of zinc and electrolytes. Hey, hey, what's going on, beautiful black woman? You are listening to the Brown Girls Self-Care Podcast, a show for black women who are looking to get to where the healing and wholeness resides. My name is Bree Mitchell. I'm the host of the show as well as the founder of Brown Girl Self Care. Let's go ahead and just jump right into this topic. This one y'all <laughs> it might it might sting a little bit. I'm just saying it might it might sting a little bit. But you know, I am not one to shy away from topics that can open up discussion. Allow us to check in with ourselves and even invite some some new perspective and and healing, right? So um, let's just go ahead and get into it. Now, again, as I mentioned in a previous podcast episode, I want to make sure that as much as possible, I make space for you to to you know view this podcast as an invitation to to slow down, to rest. To stop what you're doing and instead, um, you know, do something that will just allow you to lean into this space a little bit more. So if you have room to do that, then I want to invite you to do that. So if you need to press pause, make a cup of tea, get you a glass of water, light a candle, get your journal or or whatever the case may be, or just, you know, find a space to just sit down and just be if you can do that right now, then I, I want you to go ahead and do that, okay? Because I, I, I just want to make sure that as much as possible, we are making space for ourselves to to honor our humanity, really, right? Um, and that looks like setting aside productivity um, for a while. So, let's go ahead and get into today's episode. I... This is really, I'm going to be sharing four things. Let me find my notes while I'm talking, y'all, on my computer. Four ways that, I mean, let's just go ahead and talk about it. Four ways you may not be as safe of a space for black women or your village as you might think that you are again this one is it might it might touch upon a few nerves okay might it might might have you feeling some kind of way right and I didn't just pull this topic out of the air these are things that I over the course of time after really doing some reflection okay um these are four things that I noticed that I was doing, and that's how this topic came to fruition. Like, I knew that I wanted to talk about this at some point, and so I think that now is a good time. You know, without community care, it's really hard to have just, just to be able to do self-care, and so we want to make sure that we are building each other up and building up our our squads, our communities, our villages, you know what I mean, our sister circles, et cetera, Um, because there is nothing better than being able to be in relationship and to be able to receive love from another black woman. Um, And I am speaking from experience as someone who has quite a bit of wounded... um, or harmful experiences when it comes to relationships with women um, in my past. So let's go ahead and jump into this. Now, you may not do any of these things. This is not like a me pointing the finger at you kind of thing. You may not do any of these things, but I still want you to listen because there might be some ways in here that you might be on the receiving end of these things, right? So perhaps you're in a squad, a sister circle, whatever. And you're like, "Mm, something about this doesn't feel quite right with one of the ladies or, or whatever, right? So maybe you're on the receiving end of these things. So... It could be that, you could be a mixture of both, all right? So let's go ahead and get into these things. Again, this is not judging, not being said with judgment without, uh, you know, this is not being said with um, malice or anything like that, but, you know, I'm speaking from my personal experience and I want to share that with you so that you can identify if this is you, if there's some work to be done, some healing to be done in a few areas. If you're on the receiving end, like I said before, maybe you need to have a conversation or do some self-reflection and see if this is the best place for you. Right. So let's go ahead and get into these four things. So, um, number one, again, four ways you may not be as safe a space for black women as you might think you are. First thing is, do you give her grace? Grace. So when I'm asking these questions, like I'm going to give you four questions for you to kind of think about, right? And when I say her, I'm talking about your friend or a bestie or a, or whomever, someone in your squad, someone in your, your tight circle, someone in your village, okay? These are just four ways that I want you to think about and do some reflecting on to see if you can... Identify yourself in any of these things, or any of these, any of any of your current circumstances or relationships. Again, whether you're doing these things or not doing these things, or you're on the receiving end of these things, I'm going to be talking about. Okay, so again, number one, do you give her grace? Y'all, I was not a person of grace. It took these, and also these four things. It took some time to get to this place. Okay. This is not a rush and bada boom bada bing. It's done. You're healed. Hallelujah. That's just not how it. That's just not how it works. Especially when the tr- the triggers and the pain runs deep. Okay. So again, this is why I'm saying this is not done with judgment. Give yourself grace. If you've, I'm telling you to give yourself grace. Just like number one. Actually, as a matter of fact, um, if you feel like you can identify with any of these four things. So again, number one. Do you make room for grace? Do you give her grace? I'm going to give you a perfect example. So recently, uh, in case you do not know, I do podcast coaching. And I coached someone maybe like a month or two ago, if I'm not mistaken. I can't recall the exact date. And this person is a beautiful soul and she has a podcast obviously and we had I had set or we had confirmed a certain date and time for me to go ahead and do this four-hour intensive like VIP coaching session okay and I don't know if it was the day of so just so you know so I like clear my calendar, this space is this time is just for you, I block out other things, I change my schedule, you know, those kind of things, right, because I want to make sure that I show up for you if we're doing this, like, coaching experience, right, and so we scheduled a date, like, a, you know, two, three weeks in advance, and then maybe the day before, she sent me an email, and she was like, um, you know, hey, Bri, um, I had a family circumstance that popped up, I'm going to need to reschedule this. And so, very long story short, I was like, yeah, absolutely. Because she explained to me what was going on. To me, what was going on was definitely a priority. I was like, absolutely, girl, do your thing. Um, Let's link up again um, on on another date. She agreed to that date, and so we moved on. And then when that date came... I think it was that same, like the morning of, she reached out to me, this is like a couple of weeks later, and she was like, and she was having like uh, a minor, um, like, I don't want to say medical issue and allow you to think that it was like some life or death situation. It wasn't that at all, but I'm not trying to give away any specifics or details out of respect for her, and just because they don't, they're not very relevant anyway. But she had a small, how about a minor medical concern, um, again, not life or death, but I could tell in her message, you know, that this was something like, like when we coach, I want you to be able to show up, you know what I mean? Like f- mentally be able to show up so we can go ahead and, and connect and do this work. And so I was like, you know what, girl, go to the doctor and get that taken care of and we will reschedule. It's totally fine. It's Okay. And so we selected another date, (laughs) and then eventually we were able to connect, and I did her coaching day and all that good stuff, so it was all good. I'm telling you this to, to say, all that to say, it's like being able to extend grace to another black woman is major because we don't regularly get that grace that we in fact want to receive you know this to be true and so it's like if a black woman can't get that from another black woman then it's like all is lost that's that's how I feel all is lost like we need to be able to have compassion and grace for other black women like no questions asked right and so the old Brie <laughs> would have had an attitude and I don't even know what the old Brie would have done other than have an attitude maybe would have been petty like mm, you done done this two times you know you know you need to um well what would the old I'm trying to think what the old Brie would do I don't even know honestly but <laughs> I'm sure I would have been feeling some kind of way at minimum and had an attitude, okay? That I can tell you for sure. I don't know exactly what the old Brie would have done, but I can guarantee you the old Bree would have had an attitude and would have been, like, irritated, right? Um, but this more whole and healed version of Brie was like, yes, heard, I, I understand. This, these things are more important get yourself taken care of, and let's circle back, right? And so, again, number one, are you, ale- excuse me, are you able to give grace to other black women? Okay, so that's number one. Number two, do you allow her to tell you no without it becoming a problem? I'm going to say that again. Number two, do you allow her to tell you no without it becoming a problem? Right? So I don't really have a specific example for this from my past. But what I can tell you is, you know, allowing black women to say no, is it, it's just it's really in honor of their mental health and their needs, right? It's, it's about you allowing them to honor their humanity without it becoming this big drama-filled event or you turning it into a story. Like, you internalizing it. That, that's one thing I definitely can tell you I would do. Like, someone telling me no. For example, if I asked them or asked her, can I... Um, I don't even know. Can, can I, I'm trying to think of an example, y'all can, can I, can you, I don't know. I can't think of an example right now, but just something that I need. (laughs) And then she's like, girl, no, you know, like, no. And then me not internalizing it and turning it into this big major problem or telling myself this, making, creating this drama and this story in my mind, which then in turn would have me either, like, guilting her into, like, trying to guilt her into doing it, right, or, you know, her saying no and then me being all to my feelings to where I just have to, uh, like, I just want to cut off communication, like, just cut her off because she told me no, right? That is definitely something that old Brie would do. Like, you telling me no? You're, like, you're gone. (laughs) You're gone, okay? That's just how the old Brie operated. Not all the time, but there would be specific times. And it was because I didn't feel like uh, my needs were being met. And, like, my needs were more important, not your needs. And so if you told me no probably out of just feeling like I was being let down or abandoned or something like it would cause me to shut down and I would just, it would just be a whole situation. If some, like, if you told me no, and you spoke, you supposed to be my girl and you telling me no, right. Versus me honoring her humanity, her mental health, et cetera, et cetera. And allowing her to, to have space to say no and to have autonomy over her, her life and her body, does that make sense? So that's number two. Like, do you allow her space to tell you no without it becoming this problem, this situation, right? Um, The third thing that I would say, this one is hard for me to say. This is, This is hard for me to admit, but this is my truth, y'all. The third thing that I would say is, do you make room for her to win? And when she's winning, do you celebrate with her? Do you make room for her to win? And when she's winning, do you celebrate her? Y'all, y'all know a part of my story and how I felt like all my life I had to fight. I know that's like a big key, key, but I'm just saying that's like my truth. Like, that's how I felt, right? All my life I had to fight. I felt like nothing ever went my way and some of it was like this trained behavior of woe is me as soon as the smallest thing went down or went wrong it was just like i was i went into victim mode right because in my past i had this i just had so many things just kind of kind of like dominoes right not going in my favor or or these bad things that i experienced or that happened to me that i guess it kind of like trained my brain to like first of all, always expect the worst, number one. But number two, back to to this point that I'm making, like, if someone else was winning, if someone else had a success, uh, if someone else was celebrating something, like, I would just make it about me. And I would, again, be in my feelings, going back into victim mode, um, saying, woe is me, nothing ever goes my way, um and 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 then also either like half ass celebrating but it wasn't but it wasn't like a genuine celebrate like it was phony you know what i'm trying to say or just like not acknowledging the win or um just making it seem smaller than it was to her does that make sense so again not making room for her to win y'all i can be honest with you um some of the just just the, the wounds run deep or ran deep with me. And I'm so thankful that, um, you know, I am able to speak with a therapist a couple of times a month. Thank you, God. But recently, but even before that, over the last few years, just really addressing those wounds and those experiences that I've had, um, that, controlled me controlled my emotions controlled my behaviors um controlled how I felt about myself etc cetera, etc cetera, that then in fact would show up in in the things that I would do to other people right so I don't <laughs> I I don't see a lot of people talking about this kind of stuff um but when you come to the brown girl self-care podcast like you're you gonna get the real real i'm not gonna hide behind the things that i've done um because it's not healing for me, and you know the things that we hide are the things that we have shame about and a part of liberation for me, which I'm huge on like is 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 about no longer like hiding um behind things if that makes sense bringing things to light so that I can release. Release all the shame, right? Release all the shame and all the judgment that I have about myself around certain things. So, um, yeah, so that's number three. Like, someone like my bestie, thank God she's still my friend, you know? When I was in my, or when we were the same age, when when we were in our 20s, my 20s, y'all, Woof. my 20s were... Were something else. Like I was a, I was a hot mess, hot mess express. <laughs> my twenties were something else. And um, man, if I could go back in time, woo! But, um, you know, I just, I, I was still, I, I was fresh out of leaving my mama's house, and and with me, I took along these really hurtful and harmful things like in my luggage if that makes sense like um I did not pack light if you get what I'm saying and so ended up moving in with my bestie and we lived together for I don't even know how many years man I can't even think about it I'm trying to think on the fly and I can't but we lived together for gosh maybe maybe 10 plus years I'm not exactly sure but during that time, I was not always a good friend. My traumas would just show up in the nastiest of ways sometimes. And bless her heart, like she was just a very kind person. She really and she still is. She's a very kind person and she was a very kind person. Um, not saying that she was perfect and didn't have her things too because we all do but I'm just talking about me and taking ownership of my things right now right (laughs) um but there were times where I was just not a good friend so and I was jealous of her too so jealous of her because she had things in her life that I never had access to and I allowed those desires to manifest into jealousy, and manifest into self-loathing, and just how I felt about myself, right, like she had her dad, I never had a dad, so I was jealous of that, she had a good relationship with her mom, I didn't, so I was jealous of that, she had sisters, I didn't, I was jealous of that, she stayed with a man, as in she, you know, she always, I shouldn't say always had a boyfriend, but you know, she was, like, dating because she was just cute and bubbly. I mean, she's still cute, but you know what I'm saying. Like, cute and bubbly and all that stuff. And so she would have dates and stuff like that, and I would be at home like the sour Betty, <laughs> sour puss Betty, not going out. And then after I had my kid, I was, oh, because I was 20, 28, 27 or 28 at the time, and she was going out, and I had to be at home with a kid. Oh, my God goodness, like what? (laughs) So I I was at home being a bitter Betty and she was going out living her best life. And, um, you know, that's just what my truth was. And so I'm thankful that over the years I was able to screw my head on straighter than it was at the time. And it's, but again, it took time y'all. Okay. So what do Gail Anderson, Oprah Winfrey and big boy have in common? These are three people in media who back in the day showed me that my dreams were possible. These visionaries paved the way for me to take a huge chance on myself by sharing my voice in the podcasting space. Black representation in media didn't happen by chance. We had to fight for the right to be heard, to be seen, to share our stories, and to take up space. Imagine if you could have some of the power, richness, and depth of the Black experience in one curated space. You can. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, and empowerment, as well as perspective of the culture in real time. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. Conversations ranging from Abbott Elementary to mental health to Tracy Ellis Ross. There is no limit to the range you will find on Black Stories, Black Truths. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. It's okay to be skeptical and to question things that don't quite sound true. Like the time that I was dating someone that was trying to earn cool points, so told me he liked every single TV show that I did, but then couldn't tell me any of the names of the characters on these shows he claimed to love. Like, seriously? It took time. This was not like an overnight thing, and I'm guessing that these experiences that I went through—I'm not saying I'm glad that they happened, but if I have to be thankful for it, everything that I've experienced, you know, I—I I, I guess I am thankful for it in the in in the way that I can come here on the podcast and show up and talk to you about them, because if I'm able to help someone avoid some of the pitfalls if you will um or self-sabotage if you will um then you know sharing my story that that's what I do it for but going back to my point number three like do you make room for her to win and then do you genuinely celebrate with her when she's winning right um and then the last thing that I would say just pulling on my personal experience is like do you give her room to feel her emotions without like trying to circumvent them or or like erase them, like erase her emotions so that you can feel better. And that's something else that I would do. Um, I wasn't good at dealing with emotions. And I still struggle with this a little bit. And actually, in fact, um, I'll tell you a really quick story. So my daughter, I always talk about my daughter, right? But (laughs) so my daughter recently, she had called me crying And so when I answered the phone, all I hear is her crying and trying to talk. And so I was instantly, boom, I was triggered. Not my finest moment, but I was triggered because there's something about, and I guess this is something I need to talk to my therapist about, (laughs) but there's something about someone calling me and they're crying. And And I do know a bit about what it's rooted in, but I haven't fully, like, process these these things um just something about phone calls and like bad news like so when my brother passed I know I'm jumping around but when my brother passed in 2017 I'll just let you know that I got I'm the one that got the phone call so my cousin called me because someone I don't even know how he found out some I think a cousin called him And then the cousin tried to call my mom, but her phone was probably off or on Do Not Disturb. And then so he called me. He called. It was probably like 2 o'clock in the morning, y'all. And I was petrified because, you know, nobody's calling you at 2 o'clock in the morning with wonderful news. Oh, you just won the lottery. Like those, those calls, they probably do happen maybe every blue moon, maybe. But we all know that if somebody's calling you at 2 o'clock in the morning, it's probably not for a good reason. And so the first time that he called, I was triggered. So I, I, I think I heard the phone ring. I didn't answer the phone. I knew who it was. I wasn't scared that it, who of who was calling, but I just knew it was going to be bad. And so I didn't answer the phone. And I think he called twice. I didn't answer the phone. And so I had to put on my big girl panties and call him back at like two something in the morning. And that's when I found out that my brother had been killed. Um, And that was hard to get that kind of phone call. And so there's been other little things like that. But there's just something about getting that phone call and knowing that there's bad news. And but and you don't yet know what that other person is going to say. Right? That's Something that kicks in, that kicks in some type of response in me, and so when my daughter called, and she's crying, I was triggered, and so I kind of snapped. Like, what are you crying for, right? What What are you? Why are you crying? Because I couldn't understand what she was saying. What are you crying for? Because I'm in a panic at this point. And so, very long story short, I found out what it was. She she had gone through something, um, and so I picked her up from work immediately and um i sat with that for like a day and then the next day we had a conversation and i told her what was going on and i apologized and i told her why i had that response just so she knows that i'm working on it what i did was not acceptable and you know but also that i'm human and that you know, I can apologize when I'm wrong. And I did that also because I want her to know that if someone does something that is harmful, they should be big enough to come to you and apologize. I want her to always feel worthy of an apology when it's necessary. So there was a lot of moving parts to that. I hope you're still with me. But yeah, going back to like emotions, do you give her room to feel her emotions without trying to erase them to make you feel better? I know that I have some trigger points when it comes to emotions, like the hard emotions. And so, what I used to do was like try to rush them, like out of their feelings. Like, oh, it'll be okay. You know, it will be better tomorrow. It will be fine tomorrow. Um, I am the person that told someone, and this is so embarrassing. And I'm, I'm sorry that I did this, but when someone's parent passed away, I was the person who told them in our conversation, well, you know, at least she's in a better place. Y'all don't come for me because I already know. I already know. Ooh, Chile, right? When someone is having those hard emotions and it triggers me, it's just like you want to move them along in their feelings and try to give them a bright side. So it's not like it's done out of malice but it's not good. It's not good, right? It's not good. And so those are that that is a way that you are not being a safe space. Like if she can't come to you and just tell you how she feels without you trying to like take ownership of her feelings or move her along in the feeling spectrum if that makes sense or try to make her happy, right? Or or demand that they have certain emotions around you. Like, that's not healthy at all. And that is something that I did. But that was, again, like old Brie. And I'm not saying that I now do these things perfectly. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm much more aware. And I've definitely done a lot of healing when it comes to these things. Um, because I wanna, I wanna be able to support Black women. Uh, I can tell you that the reason why it was hard for me in the beginning or for all those years is because I didn't feel supported. I didn't feel like I had a safe space. And so it was hard for me to uh, give what I didn't know how to give or what I never received. Does that make sense? But when you start healing and, and embracing wholeness, like when you learn better, and you know better. You're able. You, you start to have the capacity to do better, not perfectly, just better. Did you catch that? Again, you have the capacity to do better, not perfectly, just better. Just better, right? So again, those four ways. Um, if you're keeping notes here, I'll, I'll give you those four ways again, and see if any of them resonate with you. They may not. Maybe one of them does, maybe all of them do, maybe none of them do, and you feel like you kind of can identify someone in your squad that is kind of similar in action to what I've just talked about, right? It's all relevant, okay? So again, those four ways are, or those four questions maybe, let's say that, do you give her grace? Do you are, excuse me? Do you allow her to tell you no without it turning into a problem? Number three, do you make room for her to win? And then on top of that, do you celebrate that win with her? And number four, do you give her room or make space for her to feel all of her emotions? Even happiness. I didn't even think about that. Even happiness, but, like, do you give her room to feel all of her emotions without, like, trying to circumvent those emotions or, like, erase them? Like, do you do emotional erasure? I don't even know if that's a thing, but I'm calling it a thing. Like, emotional erasure so that you can feel better, right? I just want to reiterate that I allowed my triggers to, like almost lose out on some like great friendships, my wounds, my pain, my low self-worth and honestly, emotional immaturity showed up like judgment, jealousy, like all kinds of things when I was triggered and didn't know how to process like how I was feeling or, or even why I felt the way I felt. And so that's what it was. That's what it was. Again, if you're listening to this episode and you're like, ooh, you know, number three is hitting some kind of way. Like, I just want to make sure that you understand that this is not a judgment and shaming episode. This is more about, how about this? It's kind of like opening the blinds and letting some light in. Because, again, when you know better, you do better. So... Where do you go from here if you can identify with any of these things? Sometimes you're able to just have self-awareness, and you can work through it. You'll be mindful of it. You're like, ooh, I heard how I said that, and it may take a day or two or a week, but you know, as you become more self-aware, you'll 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 kind of go back to the little things you've done in your mind, and you might say, ooh. You know, I didn't handle that the best way. Let me, let me go and talk to sis real quick and, and let her know, you know, where I was coming from. And, and if necessary, of course, apologize. So the more you are able to prioritize your healing, you're, you're like, again, you're, you're opening the blinds. And that healing, it does show up and it will manifest in a bunch of ways. Okay. But if you need to take it a bit further, don't be ashamed to reach out for therapy. There is no shame in therapy. Therapy is a beautiful thing. These people are experts to help you think about things in a different way, think about things in a new light, offer ways and modalities to heal. Because again, sometimes those, or not sometimes, all the time, or a lot of times, those childhood traumas and even the things that we may not have experienced, but (laughs) you know, going to like epigenetics, which is a conversation for another day. Think about all the traumas that our people have experienced in the last few hundred years. Those things don't just magically disappear. They're passed down one way or another. Our bodies recode themselves and and different triggers or or happenings will occur based on trauma that you didn't even personally like experience. But it could still be like a trigger in your body for whatever reason. So there's no shame in therapy. There's no shame in getting help. There's no shame in, in even just talking about it, again, and shedding light on it. There's no shame in any of that. Because again, what's brought to light, once you bring start to bring those things to light and you can be real about just things that either happened to you or your experiences or things that you've done and do it in a way full of grace and no judgment, that's when those like shackles of shame and guilt and judgment start to just fall off. And the less weight you carry, like the less baggage you're carrying around. Can you imagine how, more, how much more liberating life can feel without all that dead weight? I know that I can, for sure. All right? So, you have those four things to think about. If you have any questions, let me know. If you want to take your self-care a little bit further, Come and join me on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com forward slash brown self care. We are having our first self care support meetup online. Uh, I believe it's on July eighteenth at five p.m. Pacific. Again, patreon.com forward slash brown girls self care support. Brown girls self care on Patreon, and um, you'll have access to bonus like s- self care content including bi-weekly self-care support groups all right all right so that's that on that before I go as always I would love it if you found benefit from this podcast this episode specifically please be kind and go to um, either iTunes or wherever you're listening to this show and be sure to rate it five stars plus leave a review other than that have a blessed week have an abundant week y'all And I'll see you next Monday on the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast.